Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. How are you taking us in? We appreciate it. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you producer number five and eight, Jeff Parlay, who has worn a button down today. And so we feel like we should not squander this opportunity to put him on camera as much as possible. How you doing, Jeff? You good? I'm good. I, I guess I have to wear the button down more often. For what happened show. this morning? Walk us through it. Did you, you you went to the closet? No, I just I I, I felt like wearing the button down because it was chillier than usual oh. outside, and okay. uh, and more importantly, I had misplaced my jacket, and uh, that was that. But aren't you wearing sweatshirts the other day? Because no, I don't chiller. I don't wear the sweatshirts on air. That's just to walk inside. Oh. But I didn't have a. It, 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 it was a bad job of preparation. Let's just go with well, that, okay. Gil. I think but we, we I, I, look, I look very nice, though. You do. I look very nice. Though. <laughs> you do. If you do say so yourself, you look very nice, Jeff. That's great. Uh, Cowboys and Saints last night. Let's start there. Uh, the Cowboys end up winning this game 27-17 to with two touchdowns late. Um, so for those who were in-game undering, it probably ended up being a bad beat. Uh, not pre-flop under. Pre-flop under got there. Pre-flop uh, total closed at 45. Cowboys minus six and a half got there, but was never really comfortable until a pick six late in this game. It was Taysom Hill's fourth interception of the ball game. This one taken to the house by Watkins. Uh, there was a sort of garbage Saints touchdown after that to make it 27 to 17. In the end, Cowboys covered the first half. Cowboys covered the full game. Total does go under in terms of the pre-flop. And I guess the question to you, young Jeffrey, because we were on the uh, Cowboys yesterday, as soon as, again, the first notion that Alvin Kamara would be out of this game came not yesterday morning, but the night before. So Wednesday night, and that's when I bet the Cowboys minus five. We got the official word yesterday morning during a numbers game that it would be not only Kamara, but also Ramchick and Armstead. Their two starting tackles would be out for the Saints also. Yesterday took more Cowboys at minus five. Ended up getting to minus six and a half. Never quite got to seven. Thought it would. Thought it would be the buyback there. But it got to six and a half by kickoff. And and the question, Jeff, is did you learn more about the Cowboys in terms of, I'll, I'll couch it this way, and then you can go outside of my couching of it, but Amari Cooper's absence seems to mean a tremendous amount to this Cowboys offense. He was, you know, he had a snap count. He had a pitch count, if you will, last night. And there are flashes when he's in there where you're like, oh, it's this Cowboys offense that we remember from earlier in the year. But when he's not, it just seems to stagnate. I'm not sure Dak is 100% either. He looks gingerly when he's uh, when he's rolling out or when he's flushed out from the pocket. Or was this just about... Taysom Hill in his fifth career start not being all that good? Or is it just the fact that the Saints, without all those players, Taysom Hill had no chance? You have many options, Jeff. What's the number one thing? I I just think New Orleans is just totally overmatched because of the injuries. 
I think that's really the biggest thing. Uh, Taysom Hill was actually much better running the football than I thought he would be, uh, which coming off of a a bad foot was pretty impressive. He's never been the big-time thrower. We know this, Gil. That's, that's just not how he's going to operate. Uh, the pick six was especially bad. Such a soft throw. Yeah, it was especially bad at also, the end. Also, the one that Trayvon Diggs picked off was just so badly underthrown. Just yeah, no, so it, was, bad. It, it, it was bad. And I, I think also, too, uh, what, what, the refs were actually totally fine last night, except for one call. Let me guess. The May I guess? Goal, I think everyone knows it. It was the the block in the back that, the, that the, set Sean Payton off. Yeah, the blind the blindside block, which yeah. was not even remotely close to being a blindside block. That look, I, you never know. New Orleans you picked up know. the first down on that for, on that first play. Instead, 100%. it's first and twenty one, and New Orleans isn't getting a first down out of first and twenty one with the way they're constructed right now. But I learned nothing about Dallas. Uh, I, I, uh, Do you buy into what I said about Amari Cooper? Like he, maybe he means more to that offense than we could possible. imagine. It's possible. I'm just curious now because we're now we're now what five weeks since da- six weeks since Dak suffered the uh, the calf injury in New England. He doesn't look right, does he? I don't think he's a hundred percent. Yeah, because something. That offense was – they looked like Kansas City the first year with Mahomes before that injury. Now, they're a good offense. They're not a great offense like they looked like earlier in there. Oh, and by the way, the uh, the touchdown by Gallup was one of the three best catches I've seen in the NFL. This Beautiful. Year. And, I, and I'm the one <laughs> – and I'm the guy who uh, Matt Brown it rails against this too on primetime action. But I I always said like when Jay Gruden was the coach of the Washington football team, he was like making it a point every time they got to the one or two yard line. We are going to throw a fade to Josh Doxson. We're going to make Josh Doxson a thing if our life depends on it. And it would be like he'd be like one thirty, one for thirty doing it. But that was about as nice of a fade with uh, Gallup putting his two feet just inside the corner of the end zone. As you'll see, but I the, the Dak thing definitely sticks out to me because there were there was more than a few plays last night where it looked like he could have run for about 15 yards, and I don't know if they've told him to sort of ratchet it back if he doesn't feel comfortable, whatever it is, where he's just like, oh he's going to pass it he is he has no intention of running this football, and so the Cowboys end up winning it 27 to 17. Do you still let, let's put it this way long term? When you're thinking about the Cowboys, we can forget about the Saints for now who are on the outside looking in even before last night's game. Do you still think of the Cowboys as a legit Super Bowl contender? Yes, but they're at the back end of the list now. Because there are because Arizona and Green Bay and Tampa Green, Bay. Because Green Bay has moved up a lot. I mean, heck, yeah. when we started the power rankings, Green Bay was ninth yeah. for me. And now they're number two, and they're pretty clearly number two. Me too. Uh, Arizona's better than Dallas. Uh, Tampa Bay, I'm going to trust Tom Brady in the playoffs more than I'm going to trust a Mike McCarthy coach team. So, right. uh, I mean, they McCar- just. McCarthy's the is an issue. He wasn't there last night. Um, but I, I guess what I'm saying is because remember, Tampa Bay was seven and five after 12 games last year. So I don't want to get in that rut where we're too much prison of the moment. That's why I made a Colts bet this week, right? You kind of have to think outside of the conventional wisdom box. And I'm just saying all these things we're saying about the Cowboys, they will get Amari back without a pitch count. Dak, Dak's health will improve, right? That defense is vastly better than we ever predicted it to be. Are we, while we may have an assessment of the Cowboys currently correct, are we underrating them long term? 
Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Uh, again, I, I, I'm not sure we're not. I, the, 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 the calf for Dak, regardless of what they said, I yeah. it looks like that is playing a role still. It, it, it really definitely does. does. Definitely does. And, and, can we, and Zeke is also hammered. Like, the Z, fact that they the just won't go. Back. The fact that they won't go. For, we said this for more than a year now, though, right? This is nothing new. It's like, it, how does a contract influence snaps? It's completely influencing who the better, you know, it's like you're not having your best foot forward. Just Pollard, that was a huge touchdown run from him yesterday. Broke that game open, quite frankly. But, again, for Cowboys betters, it was never safe until the pick six last night. And then even after the even after the Saints garbage touchdown, you're like, wow, nothing is easy in this league. Uh, and then there was this basketball thing that happened last night, and we don't usually talk about this, but I, I just want to – sort of ask you about this just as a state of the NBA thing. So Oklahoma City played Houston a couple nights ago. They were winning that game, battle of two really bad basketball teams two nights ago. OKC was winning it pretty much for three and a half quarters, and then, you know, Houston just had a uh, monster fourth quarter, and they nipped OKC at the end. So so Thunder was on a back-to-back last night, and they're facing a Grizzlies team without John Morant, it should be noted. And they're 11-and-a-half-point dogs, right? Nobody expected them to win the game. It's a back-to-back. You're not a good basketball team anyway. But, dude, they lost 152-79, to a 73-point loss that got as bad as 78 points at one point. So a bit of a comeback, can we just say, for the Thunder there to knock it down to 73. But 152-79, to and I just sort of – I just sort of asked you this about the NBA as we're handicapping this. So the Rockets, let me just throw them into the conversation because we just brought them up previous night against the Thunder. Rockets who beat the Thunder, they are, the, John Wall is on the bench, right? John Wall is like, it's like this, this agreement that we're not going to play you. You know this is where this is going, right? I'm going to a Tankapalooza thing here. Are we at the point now in the NBA where even starting in November, Teams are being open about their tanking, and in the case of the grit, uh, the case of the Thunder, that you're so bad at basketball that even if you have one performance that is you know credible against an equally bad team one night on a back to back, you are just you're, listen. You're not going to lose by seventy three, but you should be looked to be faded even when you're double digit dogs or nothing else. Like backing them is just a ridiculous betting notion. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far because, again, it should not lead to a 73-point loss under any circumstance. Right, but could you ever say to yourself, I guess what I'm saying is, but could you ever get yourself to think in a pre-flop situation, okay, yeah, they're not going to lose by 73, but the Thunder are 11.5-point dogs to a John Morantless Grizzlies team. I should never convince myself to take the Thunder plus the points. That I, I'm... Not all the way there, but it's getting close with these horrible teams. Uh, the OKC's in there. Houston, even though they've won, they beat OKC two games in a row. Uh, there are a bunch of teams at the bottom of the league that are definitely worth looking at. Same with Orlando, same with Detroit. Uh, even though Detroit's a little bit better than that horrible record that they have. Boy, NBA going to do anything? Gonna step in and, and talk to the Rockets about the John Wall thing? I know there's some buzz now. That, oh, maybe he'll play. Well, I mean, it sounds like the Knicks would be interested in the Wall-Walker swap. He don't want to go back to Washington? He is beloved in Washington. Beloved. That team had John Wall. Who would they give up, though, right? Whew, that'd be nice. 
but I think he wants to play for a contender. And, you know, Washington's only middling at best. Uh, we'll come back. We'll look at the Week 13 schedule beyond the Dallas win yesterday. Who do we like this weekend? And Dr. Bob's got me all frazzled about Buffalo, New England. I've gone from Buffalo to New England to I don't want any part of it now. Now I'm sort of leaning Buffalo-ish after what he had to say. We'll talk about that. The games we like. Week 13 the National Football League next. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, follow the money is hitting the road next week. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, they'll be live from the Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you're in the area, come down, meet them. Be sure to tune in every day from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. That's at Foxwoods Resort Casino in Connecticut. Hope they bring a jacket. Because it could be cold. What's the weather in Connecticut uh, next week? So we got to check on that. That should be fun. Foxwoods Resort. Have you been to Foxwoods Resort? Jeff, you seem like a guy who's been there. I have. How is it? Nice? Absolutely ginormous property. <laughs> really? It's really nice, but it That's your ginormous property. Ginormous. Both, both of the uh the the uh the big uh giant casinos in Connecticut uh, are are just huge huge properties. It's, it's, it's a great all... place though. It's not that tall. Like it's I just see. it's just massive. Yeah, just okay. very big. I, I mean, it kind of MGM. kind of would I think would be a fair comparison. MGM Grand. MGM Grand. Gotcha. Okay. Um, all right. So some injury news and notes. By the way, Doctor Bob wanted to say. So in addition to his pick on Cal, I love that Bob went off the grid. I was like, hey, what championship game do you like the most? He's like, well, let's talk about Cal <laughs> later at night. A uh, game that no one will be watching, but betting is betting. So that's his play in college football as Cal. But he wanted to say the Buffalo pick on Monday night is an official Dr. Bob pick. He loves the Bills on Monday night. Now, you are you are not dissuaded by that, Jeff. You you stick to your guns. You're New England all the way in that game? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little harder at two and a half now. But I, I still like New England to win that game. I, I The best unit on that field is the New England defense. And... Josh Allen, I, I understand the reasoning that Dr. Bob has that his legs could really be more important in this game. Uh, but look, I, this feels like it. Allen turns the ball over three times. New England protects the ball well enough. I'm curious to see how Mac looks because, again, it is a little bit of an overrated factor. But for a kid who played his whole collegiate career in Alabama, grew up uh, uh, in Florida, it's a little bit different to go play in a 30-mile-an-hour win game at the Ralph in western New York in early December. I legit, and I'm going to say this again, the, the Cowboys game last night is a great example of where we are in the NFL pre-flop betting. You have got to wait to find out. This is, seriously, it's the most basic thing in the world. you got to wait to find out who's playing on these things. Because Alvin Kamara and those two starting tackles, Armstead and Ramchick, are everything to that handicap yesterday. If they're playing, I don't play the Cowboys. Now, I know, by the way, it, it barely got home, too, but... It's everything, and, you, and so you can't. You almost can't make bets early in the week. So this Patriots-Bills thing for me, um, I want to see the weather closer to game time, and the weather super matters here, right, for, for reasons you stated about Mac Jones, for reasons Bob stated about Josh Allen, because I will be honest, on this particular game, I have gone from Bills' initial reaction, guessing lines, oh, wait, it's going to be windy, I like the Patriots' running game, to, oh, wait, Bob's right, Josh Allen is probably the difference maker. So you just want to get this close to game times. Now, you were bringing this up off air. 
obviously, we, and we do this on primetime action tonight, Friday nights on primetime action, we basically just talk injury reports in the NFL. I'll be honest with you. That doesn't sound like sexy radio, but that is actually money-making radio. And so we go through all these, all these games. Not that DeAndre Swift might have mattered in your handicap to the Minnesota-Detroit game. I loved Minnesota uh, all week. I can't imagine why it didn't come off the seven till yesterday. Um, whether it was DeAndre Swift or not, but you got to know. The, the biggest game this week where I think you have to know now beyond the Cowboys-Saints game where you have to know the status of players is that Raiders game here this weekend at Allegiant because Darren Waller didn't practice yesterday. Deshaun Jackson was limited in practice. If those two guys don't go, it's probably Washington or nothing, and if they do go, it's probably the Raiders or nothing. You subscribe to that theory? One and a half, by the way, now in favor of the Raiders. You know your Megapod question, Gil? The game you want no part of? This is it. See, I think for me it's Chargers-Cincinnati. Yeah, I, it's this one because if, Wall, if, if Waller doesn't go, we did see the one game where Waller didn't play. Foster Moreau actually played pretty well in that game against Philadelphia. Now, I'm not saying Foster Moreau is anything close to Darren Waller, but the, the Raider offense didn't really uh, – didn't really lose that much. Granted, I think that had more to do with the opponent. Uh, but for Washington, though, Gil, short week, big opportunity coming off of a primetime win in a, in a scenario where they've struggled for years and years and years. I'm curious to see how they do in the short week. But I have no real feel for this one. Um, almost a de facto, I don't want to say it's an elimination game, but it's almost to that point for each team in their, in their conferences. Certainly huge for Washington, who currently hold the number seven seed in the NFC and control their own destiny, not only for a playoff position, but also for the NFC's title. That's right, I said it out loud. Sue me. Um, Jalen Hurts appears to be a go for the Eagles in their game against the Jets. Would, had, would it have mattered to you if it were Gardner Minshew? This appeared to have been the Gardner Minshew game against your Jets, but it, it looks like it's Jalen Hurts. It looks like Hurts is going to be all right. I am staying off of this game completely. Yeah. Uh, if like, you made me bet it, I'd probably actually just take the total under. I'm not sure how the Jets are going to score in this game. 45 on this. Yeah. Like I, I said, I, this could be the neutron bomb game for Survivor players. I, I, it's a stay off for me. But, look, a, a compromised Jalen Hurts does not seem like a great idea for Philadelphia. Keeping with our guys who are playing or not playing theme to this, Daniel Jones, this has been weird all week. First it was he is playing, then it could be Mike Glennon. Now it's like it looks like Daniel Jones is playing for the Giants, who are four-point favorites, four-and-a-half-point favorites, somewhere in that pocket. I even see a five out there at Miami. First of all, would it have mattered to you if it were Daniel Jones or Mike Glennon? And do you have any thought on this game? I don't want any part of this Giants game against Miami. Would only bet the Giants. Only the Giants. I would only there. take the Giants. And the points. I, yeah, yeah I, I just... I don't think Miami's any good. I think that's the big uh, the big issue. It's been a lot of smoke and mirrors for them during this win streak against mediocre teams, except for Baltimore, who very well may be a mediocre team their own in their own right. So again, this is part of the Megapod. You can listen to the Megapod beating the book Megapod, which we do each and every Thursday live from the D. Mike Palm, Todd Wishnev, and I with the rotating guest and Dr. Bob was our guest this week, and he's always he's one of those guys where you always learn something or he always gets you to think differently about the game or games you're handicapping sometimes makes your head scramble. But San Francisco, Seattle. So I love, I loved San Francisco 
even saying all week, I even said on Guessing Lines, where I'm like, hey, if there was a bizarro MVP award given this year in the NFL, guys that would actually not get votes in real life, but if you if you wanted to give a literal MVP, Debo Samuel of the Niners might be the literal MVP. Cordero Patterson of the Falcons might be a literal MVP. Um, as much as I wanted to take San Francisco and fade Seattle, who looked like hot garbage on Monday night against Washington, he was saying he has Debo rated at like a point and a half or two points of difference. You imagine that, that Debo has gotten to that point in an analytics guy's numbers? So he he actually likes the Seahawks in this game, and this is down to three. Now, I can't get behind the Seahawks, but he has caused me to at least have pause about the Niners when he says something like that. It's a big deal. I mean, it, for whatever reason, NFL teams have had no idea how to defend Debo Samuel getting handoffs, which is one of the more perplexing things that you're going to see. But look, uh, last week, the last two weeks kind of felt like Seattle's last stand, and they failed with flying colors in the, the last stands the last two weeks. They did beat San Francisco earlier in the year. This is obviously a big-time rivalry. Weird things can happen, but... I don't want anything to do with this game. This is another one where I kind of like this game under the 45 and a half as well. By the way, I've noticed this notion of the last stand has gained has like gained steam this year. This is what we used to call the must-win situation games, right? And our line with must-wins always used to be, if you're in a must-win situation, you must not be that good. I think that's the better sort of handicapping mm-hmm. thing to go with it in this, this, uh, those sort of scenarios. One more thing. And we go through all these games, but just to, I'm just sort of riffing here. But the we were tossing this around on primetime about the Rams game. So the Rams are 13-point favorites against Jacksonville. And everybody's talking about how Matthew Stafford is banged up. Wouldn't you sit Matthew Stafford in this game and play Wolford, who started that playoff game last year, and just say, you know what, Matt? We got this without you. Why don't you get better? We'll win this game. We'll break our three-game losing streak. But why don't you sit this out? Instead, Matthew Stafford said, hey, I'm not on the injury report. I guess I'm playing. This just seems to me like the Cardinals played it right. They're like, hey, Kyler Murray, why don't you sit? DeAndre Hopkins, why don't you sit long-term? The Rams don't want to do that. Different Difference in opinion for organizations, Gil. I would probably lean towards your scenario there. They're winning this game with Wolford pretty easily. Jacksonville have no idea how to defend his running. But, uh, look, Stafford's clearly not right, and the Rams are paying for it. Yeah, I don't think the Rams are playing this great. Sean McVay should think otherwise, but he won't. He will not. We'll come back. Vinny Maliulo from an undisclosed location. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Don't forget to check out the Ron Flatter Racing Pod each and every week. We're all podcasts are distributed. Jim Mattress Mac McInvale discusses big bets on the 2022 Kentucky Derby. New York Racing Association's Anthony Stabile on this weekend's Cigar Mile at Aqueduct. And Paul Zilm talks about Derby futures opening at Circus Sports in Las Vegas. The Ron Flatter Racing Potter, as the cool kids call it, the RFRP. Sponsored by First Bet. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. You, by the way, we shouldn't gloss over that Felica story from earlier on the show. $144,000 on the line, and I think he lost by a nose. He lost on a head bob. You ever bet horses, Jeff? Nope. 
Don't I'll, do I'll hop in. I'll hop in on the Derby. I'll Don't hop in it. on Belmont. That's ba- <laughs> and the Preakness. That's basically it. Oh, you have some breaking Belmont news you wanted to share all morning. Oh no, I, I mean it's, it looks like the Belmont switching TV networks. But wow, uh, that's uh, that that I'm sure will be covered ne- on next week's Ron Flatter I'm Racing. Surprised we didn't do a segment on that earlier. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, he knows his way around a horse track. It's Vinny Maliulo from an undisclosed location. Slow jamming with Vinny. Oh yeah, <laughs> Vinny, why aren't you here? What's your story? Well, first of all, uh, Gil, uh, thanks uh, for uh, for adjusting the schedule. I was away at a at a conference uh, in New Jersey at the Meadowlands, which oh. I'll talk about in a little bit, and uh, got in late last night and um, uh, have an uh, an early appointment. So I didn't want to. I did not want to miss my spot. I didn't want to disappoint and have you have, you know, have to play the uh, the theme song uh, for, for to no avail. So um, anyway, I was. Uh, uh, at the SBC, the Sports Betting Community Conference, uh, at uh, at the Meadowlands for the last few days. Vinny, hold, Vinny, uh, I don't mean to, way, I don't I don't mean to be rude. Hold that story because Jeff actually does have a breaking football story here. What do you go got, ahead. Jeff? Yeah, yeah, Joe Judge, Daniel Jones out. Oh, there you go. Sunday. So, uh, Mike Glennon will get the start. Uh, Jake Fromm is apparently his backup, which I did not know Jake Fromm was a New York <laughs> Giant. <laughs> That's right. We don't go three deep on a depth chart typically, but there we are. So Daniel Jones was in, then he was out, then he was in, now he's out. Will that move the line, Vinny Maliulo, even a half point? Well, it's up to four as it is, uh, open two and a half. So uh, I don't know. I think you might find some giant backers that uh, might have a little relief here. I mean, four is also a, a fairly key number, but uh, we'll see what they do. I mean, they've been they've been Dolphin-centric uh, ever since we posted the numbers uh, after Chrissy posted them. Uh, after uh, guessing lines with you on Monday. So I'm sure there'll be uh, some continued uh, Dolphin support, uh, Gil. But, uh, All right. I didn't uh, mean to way, interrupt your story. Back to the, no, it's okay. Getting back to the uh, to the bear. Uh, that, that, that head bob, that nose, uh, that nose job. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been on. I've, I've been on the end of a few of those uh, uh, over the years too, so I can uh, I can sympathize uh, with with the bear. Unfortunately, oh, brutal. He seems he seems so okay with it though, because he's been there before, as you have many times. You <laughs> said. Yeah, yeah. When you see, you're like, yeah, that's that, 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 it. I should say I should say this: the morning after, he seems okay with it. I don't know what he was like at that moment, because if you've ever, by the way, one of the great experiences you can have in life is watching a horse race that the bear is actually betting on. And you're like hanging out, you're talking to him calmly, and then all of a sudden he stands up, he gets in like this yeah. umpire crouch, and he starts, and he starts screaming, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, what's happening? Uh, so he yeah. gets, he gets super into it, yeah. He transforms right before your eyes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, so what's this conference? So anyway, y'all, I was yeah. um, I was at the uh, the conference uh, at the Metal. I should say. Uh, uh, was, there's multiple functions that go with it. Uh, you know, you've got your, your seminars and things, and there's the, the trade floor with with systems and products and things like that. But what's good about it, Gil, I find is you know, you go and uh, you 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 get different perspectives. Uh, you know, from uh, obviously internationally in this case, and then uh, domestically as well. You you get firsthand uh, you get a firsthand look at see to see how. Sports wagering uh, continues to expand uh, here in in the United States, and New Jersey's got a massive handle, and uh, uh, really has has taken to it immensely. Uh, now, you know, watching very closely what's going to happen across the river uh, in New York with uh, what is is to become 
you know, more expansion. So uh, we'll see what happens. And by the way, I did uh, get a chance to uh, to see uh, some uh, some friends of your show and friends of Visa in particular, uh, Captain Jack. Hey. Uh, at a function uh, yeah. on uh, on a Wednesday evening, and uh, Spanky uh, was there as well. So. Uh, had nice things to say uh, about uh, Vison and then uh, the programming, but uh, did get to spend a little time with them. And I, I was actually, uh, I saw they were not only at the show, but uh, the event on Wednesday night was at the Meadowlands. I mean, I'm sorry, at MetLife Stadium, and um, it was the uh, the Hall of Fame Sports Betting Hall of Fame induction ceremony where uh see Joe Joe Asher and Joe Brennan, along with uh, Yolanda Acuna, Johnny Avello, and our own Jimmy Vaccaro were inducted into uh, the Sports Betting wow. Hall of Fame. So, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Nice event. Congratulations to all. Did Joe Asher mention me in his uh, victory speech there, in his induction speech, or no? He did he not? Uh, several times. Several times. Several times. I'm just curious. Several times. Just curious yeah. that came up. Well, congratulations to all of them. And, uh, of course, because we know Johnny and Jimmy the best, congratulations specifically to those two guys. Um, well-deserved, obviously. And, Vinny, one day your day is coming too, sir. One day Well, listen, buddy, uh, I leave that to uh, to you uh, and uh, the constituency and uh, my colleagues. Gil. But it was great to uh, be. Wait, look. It was great to be at the event. I was actually the the MC, so it was well, it was a lot of fun. Well, uh, by the way, Captain Jack Spanky, great dudes. Glad you ran into them. And Captain Jack, by the way, the commissioner of sports betting. Not sure if you're aware of that. And let me get your reaction because this is something that you have talked about here before you go. I want to get your reaction to. The fact that, you know, no matter the things that have come up over the years, you've sat in this chair and, and, you know, there's always been things that were like, oh, do you think if this happens that it will affect it in Nevada, you know, sports betting? Do you, if this happens, if that happens? And so here we are now, uh, three years since PASPA was ruled, three plus years, three and a half now since PASPA was ruled unconstitutional and that sports betting has proliferated state by state. And New Jersey with a $1.3 billion handle for the month of October. But, and now New York perhaps could siphon off some of that. But Nevada, Vinny, a billion plus in October. I mean, yeah. it sort of proves what you've been saying all along, that it's kind of nothing, nothing really will ultimately dent Nevada in the end. We can sit here and quibble about some shortcomings with what's offered, but seems to not matter. Well, you know, Gil, again, uh, yeah. I, I, and again, I, I use the, you know, the analogy from the seventies uh, when, when, you know, when table games and, and casino styles uh, gaming expanded, I, I listen, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, you, know, you, you don't sit on your laurels and you just you know fold your arms and say, Hey, we're the king of the hill. Uh, this is why it's important to go to these events, to share perspectives and see what's happening. Because I think what, what we're doing is creating more customers and more awareness and more comfort. When I say comfort with new customers and making them familiar and breaking down barriers. So it, it's a lot more, uh, a lot easier for folks to access it. And they still want that Las Vegas experience. And I think in conjunction with everything else that's here in Las Vegas, particular uh, it, with, now we're an event-driven destination. Of course, uh, the, the Golden Knights, the Raiders, and it looks like maybe the A's uh, as well. Uh, you know, the college, but we're going to get a, we a game here. Bears here tonight for uh, the Pac-12 championship yep. game. So as long, I think as long as we can continue 
to have. And don't forget the rodeo that's here for these uh, these couple of weeks. It's a massive event. Oh, so, I can't forget, Vinny. I walk from my car. Yes. There's no way to forget it. Yep. You got your Stetson all uh, steamed, right? You're Do all I? good with your cowboy hat. Yeah, boy. So I think so, Gil. You know, you know, you know we, I, I don't believe in resting on our laurels, but I believe in the share and the perspectives. Continue to do that. Uh, but uh, there'll still be, uh, you know, there's, there's more competition out there. Uh, but you got to welcome the competition, embrace it, and uh, continue to, uh, to refine your product. And, uh, you know, you, you touched on it, but I do think that it's helped us expand the menu, and we, we have to continue to expand it and, uh, and look at new things as well. Vinny, I appreciate it as always, man. Vinny Maliulo, everybody, not only here at the South Point, uh, working with Chrissy and Jimmy, Chris Andrews and Jimmy Vaccaro, but also uh, senior gone gaming odds maker. Vinny, uh, safe travels, and we'll see you back in your chair here next week. Okay, guys, great to be with you. Have a terrific weekend. Thank you, Vinny. At Vincent Vinny, by the way, his Twitter game is, uh, I think it's on fleek, Jeff. <laughs> can't even say that. It was on fleek was like popular like a year ago. I'm so bad at that. All right. This is a question. I want, to, I want you to ponder this over the break. You ready for this? This yeah. is an outstanding question from Matt on Twitter. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is uh, at Warrior013. He says, okay, your turn. I guess he's been asking this around. Who is your final four in college football if the following happens? You know where I'm going with this? Here's what Matt says. Bama loses. Michigan loses, Cincinnati loses, and Oklahoma State loses. And then Matt says, ready, go. So we're going we're gonna to ponder this over the break, and we're going to get our answers. So Bama would lose to Georgia in the SEC championship. Michigan, as a double-digit favorite, loses outright to Iowa in the Big Ten championship. Cincy, as a, a, a double-digit favorite, loses outright to Houston in the AAC championship. And then the Cowboys of Oklahoma State lose to Baylor in the Big 12 Championship Saturday morning. Who, then, are your final four in college football, and who would you bet? Coming back, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a weekend warrior at BetMGM. King of the Weekend is a free to play challenge where you can win up to $50,000 for correctly picking the highest scoring pro football teams during the weekend. Simply log into your account and find the King of the Weekend contest in your promotion section. Then pick the six teams you think will score the most points from the selected games. $1,000 to go to the top entry each week. And if you guess all six in the right order, well, then the grand prize of $50,000 could be yours. Plus, hundreds of dollars in free bets will be awarded to players who come close to a perfect score. Go to your account and try the King of the Weekend free-to-play game. New to BetMGM? Well, just download the app today and make weekend football even better. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or over a wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number 5 and 8. The Grover Cleveland of producers is here as well. Full button-down shirt today. We appreciate it from Jeff. Lisa, Craig, your son wore a button down. Um, this is this is the question before the break. Again, from Matt at Warrior013, which is, okay, and apparently he's been asking everybody this. But he says, is your final four, if, well, who's your final four if the following happens? Bama loses to Georgia. Michigan loses straight out to Iowa. Since he loses to Houston, OK State loses to Baylor, the Big 12 championship. Ready, go. Okay. Let's agree on, okay, so Georgia's obviously in there, number one, right? 
I think we agree that Notre Dame, from being idle, would then be number two. All right, here's where it gets interesting. Does Bama, if Bama lost a close game, would this be their obvious excuse to be able to put Alabama in the in the top four? I think it is. You say? Yeah, they're on my list of potential four seeds in this scenario. I would even say maybe even a three. Well, in this scenario, Baylor beats Oklahoma State. So Baylor's in. I would say Baylor is in as a two-loss two loss conference, champion. conference champion without losing to Stanford. Hello, Oregon. Um, but but that, that, that's that's what I uh, come down to. The correct answer here is just don't play the tournament and hand the trophy to Georgia. That's the correct answer. But you look at this, Gil. I have a, basically it was Georgia 1, Notre Dame 2, Baylor 3, and then Michigan, Oregon, Ohio, assuming Oregon beats Utah. I was about to say, oh, is Ohio State all of a sudden come Ohio back in the State, picture? Ohio State, Bama. It's one of those four would get it, I would say. Because at that point, if all of that happens, wouldn't 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 there be at least one or two committee members who would say to themselves, "You know what? I'm just going best four then, because this is ridiculous now." So I'm picking the four best teams. I'm going Georgia. I'm going Alabama. I'm going Ohio State, and I have to put Notre Dame in over Michigan. Right? That would be the one exception that probably would happen. But but the rest of it, you just go with. There's no, there's no reason to do this by what happened on the field anymore. Let's just put the best teams possible in, possibly in there. I think that's your four. I do. I think it's Georgia. I think it's Alabama, Notre Dame, and Ohio State at that point. Baylor And Baylor will have the most to complain about. Yeah, Baylor would have the most to complain about. If you put Michigan over Ohio State, I'd have no problem with that. I'd have no problem with that. They really dominated that game this past week. They did. So you're probably I mean, they really did. Both both offensive and defensive lines, they destroyed them. So maybe my Ohio State thing is wrong because you can't put them in over Michigan. True. But that essentially is what it is. I don't think you're going to get some wacky, like Baylor would be the wackiest team. I don't think it would throw it that far into chaos. Like you're not, you know, no one's going to be like, well, Welcome in, UTSA, you know, or something. Obviously, that's a little crazy. Welcome in, ACC. It's not going to happen that way, right? I'm going to say that Pitt is not moving up 11 no. spots off of beating Wake Forest. No. Who's ninth right now? Nine is Baylor. Who's who's eighth? Ole Miss. Yeah, so that's what that's the team I'm talking about. I don't think it would advance Ole Miss in, in other words. That is not happening. Lose to Auburn, Gil. No. How about that Harson stuff we were talking about yesterday? Three games in a row, 90% win probability. Lose them all. 99.9% on the play before Bigsby went out of bounds. You're a 99.9% chance to win this game. Please don't go out of bounds. It's by myself watching at the top of my building, screaming out loud, don't go out of bounds. Don't ask me why I was at the top of my building, by the way. All right, so here's the deal. Remaining NFL games that you and I have not talked about. That was a nice thing. Uh, Sports radio, two minutes right there. Here's um, some NFL games that we have not touched upon. Oh, by the way, Jason uh, H11, we get tweets. He, he says that Fromm was signed earlier this week by the Giants and that that should have, we, we should be, he would have been shocked at that point if Jones had played. That was kind of the, the tell. By the way, that line is up to five and a half now. So he does matter. It does matter according to this. Not going through anything key, but still enough to move it. A tick Was it off two. a four? Yeah. 
What's this one say? I don't want to. I don't want to Ron Burgundy through anything, so I'm going to leave those alone. All right. So, so what are your favorite bets then in the NFL? We didn't even couch it that way. What do you like best? What are you and Wes Reynolds' stealth alliance called Weekend Warriors? What are you coming up with? Well, uh, here's what I'll say, Gil. We talked. You talked about it earlier in the week on guessing lines that this feels like a spot where Minnesota takes out the frustrations on the Detroit Lions, who are now without their best offensive player with DeAndre Swift being out, and I. Him in that thinking, I think Minnesota rolls them. Me too. The only concern is that is a that is a team that has done a lot of idiotic things this year, as we know. So they could keep Detroit in the game. Backdoor could be open at a touchdown. But I, I, this feels like a Minnesota rolling of Detroit on uh, on Sunday. I'm with you. I uh, <clears throat> I bet Minnesota minus seven. I have them in a teaser with the Colts, who's my other big favorite that I like. I don't think that I got it before it got to ten. So those are the two big favorites for me. By the way, uh, Vikings have lost all six of their games by a combined 26 points. And Dr. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus was on primetime action last night. He said it best about the Vikings. If you keep making suboptimal decisions all game long, you shouldn't be surprised that every game comes down to a coin flip. Mm -hmm. Who besides the Vikings for you? Denver. Really? Still too many. Nine and a half, still too much. Hmm. I I think Denver matches up pretty well with Kansas City, all things considered. Uh, getting healthier defensively, getting healthier on the offensive line. I know Andy Reid is spectacular off by, off the bye. I know Kansas City is getting healthier, but I, I I'll take nine and a half. If there's there's still some ten, very limited ten out there, I think that's obviously better. But I think Denver keeps this thing close. I wouldn't be shocked if they're leading late in the game and Kansas City has to come back to win. Here's another aside, something that Eric Eager said from Pro Football Focus earlier this week. See if you agree with this. That the the Patriots are built to be, to beat the Bills, but the Bills are built to beat the Chiefs. Interesting. The Patriots comment. are built to beat the Bills, and the Bills are beat the build, uh, built to beat the Chiefs. That's a tongue twister there, a little bit. Uh, it's yeah, an interesting I, comment. Interesting way to look at no, it. No, I actually that's a pretty fair assessment, actually, because we already saw. The way that Buffalo, we saw, again, granted Kansas City was playing horribly at the time, but Buffalo blasted them on that Sunday night. And New England, the way their defense is built, yeah, it is built to slow down Josh Allen in that offense. All right, Broncos and Vikings for you. I can't, I mean, the Broncos Chiefs, I don't think I want any part of that either. Because the Broncos, I, I just don't know what you get from them on a weekly basis. Do they, do they lead Dallas by 30, or are they just, you know, kind of standard Broncos restaurant quality? For lack of a better term, and be- it is Fangio on the road in a prime time. I'm game saying, too. yeah, it's the only possible survivor selection that isn't in the early window for those remaining survivor players in Circa. Good luck to the remaining 26 players who have 28 entries among them. And your third pick, I will tell you, my three on the Megapod yesterday was Minnesota, Indianapolis, and are you ready for this one? The Falcons. Just because I think it's too many points. God help me. How quickly I might regret that. Like, it might not even take a quarter before I'm like, what am I thinking? I'll give you one that's in the same ilk as that, Gil. Yeah. I kind of like the Bears. (laughs) I kind of like the Bears. Yeah, getting the points against uh, Arizona. That's down to seven and a half. Let this, be, let this be the last thing we talk about here. Because Arizona has the best record in the NFL, so this is probably the, the best way to end this today. They have the best record in the NFL, 
we have them power ranked number one, you and I, um, almost by default, right? Because they have the best record. They, they won two games with Colt McCoy. They've rested Kyler Murray. And they're the, they're the shortest shot to, to get the number one seed in the NFC. Barely, though, right? Barely in front of the Packers and the Bucks. Is there a little something in your brain, though, with all of those accolades here after 11 games? Number one seed, short shot to get the number one seed when all is said and done. Kyler's rested. DeAndre's rested. Is there something in your brain, though, that's like, while all of that is true, they're still kind of the Cardinals, and I still don't trust the long-term health of Kyler Murray? Uh, the last point especially, yes. Don't I... – these mystery games, you don't don't trust the long-term health. We've already saw that last year where he got hurt, tried to play, right. and it was a disaster at the end of the year. The main reason for this, we have seen a lot of quarterbacks come back from multiple week layoffs and look terrible in the first start. Chicago, I'm not saying Chicago's going to win the game outright, but I like them to play within the touchdown. What a fun weekend, man. Started last night if you were on the right side of that game. Terrible game, but if you're right side betting-wise, it started last night. Couple games in college tonight, including the Pac-12 championship, and then championship week and NFL Week 13. Good luck and enjoy from all of us at Veasan, the Sports Betting Network Lombardi Line next. 